0: Hello and welcome back into another episode of Dodging Through the Ravine. I'm your host, Young Stud, accompanied by his co host, Jacob Lopez. It's the weekend, Friday is here. So, our weekly Friday episode and along with Tuesday, earlier in the week. But when the season does come around as official, we will be going to three podcasts per week, uploading on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. During the regular season. Subject could change. Um, but that's the plan. So. Before we get into it Jacob. How's it going?
1: I've been doing okay. This past week. Pretty much. I've been dealing with like a, a stomach flu. I think I may have gotten some. Food poisoning over the week. Like the previous couple weeks. So I've been dealing with that. And. And. Yeah, it hasn't been too fun. You know, it's been some nights I'll just like wake up randomly and just start hacking it. So I've been I've been dealing with that day by day. But it is another day towards opening night. So you know that's that's something I'm still looking forward to. I know you are. I know many Dodger fans as well. So I know we're all excited for that.
0: Yeah, well, sorry to hear that for you, but
1: uh... It it comes and goes, it happens, but this time it just been pretty down bad.
0: Yeah, well, the Dodgers are, are I'm not sure the Dodgers are down bad, but they're okay. I do some You say what?
1: No, I was just saying about like my whole like sickness situation. That was down bad, not the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, the Dodgers, yeah. I mean, they they seem to be okay. Of course, it is official. Now the Dodgers did lose Gavin Lux for the entire season Now we talked about it on the previous episode. We didn't know the exact diagnosis of it, right? We were just, you know, guessing what it could possibly be. And the the most likely outcome was that it was an ACL tear. And, and we did kind of expect that to be the case. And it was the case, unfortunately. And so the Dodgers will miss Gavin Lux for the entirely entirety of the regular season. You will not see him again until 2024. Speaking of 2024, today's rundown of topics, Walker Wheeler plays catch again. He's recovering from Tommy John. So he threw for the first time since he had the surgery over the past week. And, you know, that's a good sign to see. Again, he's no waiting here coming back. But it's good to see that his arm is getting up to strength. Daniel Hudson also will not be ready for opening day, a guy that also tore his ACL. So a lot of injury-plagued Dodgers over the last couple of years. Hudson will not be ready for opening day, but signs are that he will be ready early in the season. He should be back in April at some point. So that's that's good news. CT3 to back up Miguel Rojas at shortstop. Miguel Rojas is going to be taking over the reins for Gavin Lux. So, we'll give our thoughts on that. Is that a good thing? Can Miguel Rojas back up Gavin Lux? And can CT3 play the shortstop role when he needs to? And lastly, Noah Syndergaard. His velo was down in his first debut in spring training. You know, all offseason, he talked about getting his velo up. and It's going to be up. And we touched on it ourselves that if he can get it up and what he could look like. His velo was... About average, below average, for himself over the last X number of years. The 91, 92 mile per hour range. What do we think about that? So, Jacob, I'm going to give you the dealer's choice. Where do you want to start?
1: Hmm, interesting choices today. You know, when we traded for Miguel Rojas, I really thought he was going to be the starting shortstop and Lux is going to be at second. So let's go into our whole shortstop situation with Chris Taylor potentially switching out with Rojas.
0: Yeah, and that was our first podcast. Again, Miguel Rojas has been just overtaking this podcast because it's just been such a huge topic of conversation. And it's going to continue to be a huge topic of conversation now he's going to start starting shortstop for the Dodgers. And when the Dodgers did make that trade, we did believe that he would be the starting shortstop because – I personally didn't believe in Gavin Lux at shortstop, at least like defensively wise. I, I just didn't see that fit there. And I, I know he came up as a shortstop, but I still didn't see him necessarily succeeding to be, you know, an A plus an shortstop. And so Miguel Rojas isn't an A plus shortstop, but his glove is A plus and that's been very well documented. And again, I, I think, Miguel Rojas is going to be just fine at shortstop. Now, on the offensive side, I, I don't see a resurgence. I mean, it's possible. You know, he could be a little bit more motivated and a little bit more with, with protection in the lineup to to do better and succeed more versus Miami. He doesn't have to be that guy, as he likes to call himself, as he was in Miami. He doesn't have to be that guy. He just needs to be himself. And so his numbers... Potentially could go up, especially from last year. They could go up. I'm not sure by how much. But he's obviously not going to put up Gavin Lux numbers as Gavin Lux would have put up on the offensive side. Now, Miguel Rojas for 140 to 250 games does not excite me. I will say that it does not excite me. I think at the end of the day, the Dodgers probably might want to look at a shortstop by the deadline if they're in position to do so when there are guys on the market. But uh, can Miguel Rojas be the guy for a full season?
1: Um, Can he be it for the full season? No, no. Um, With Gavin Lux, you know, we had a consistency with the bat as well. Gavin, last season, he was batting 290-300 for the entirety of the regular season. And that's something that, you know, when they made the trade for Miguel Rojas, I know that the Dodgers weren't expecting a bat like Lux, but we needed a defensive guy out there. And it's just, it's weird because if we're going to have Muncie at second and then Rojas at short with Chris Taylor, I don't, I'm not a fan of Muncie at second. I would rather you have Chris Taylor at second.
0: Muncy's going to be at third.
1: Muncie's going to be at third? Yeah. Oh, okay. Even better. So Vargas is going to be at second then? Correct. Okay. All right. Boom. Even better. So, you know, actually I like that then. Max Muncy at third, Vargas at second, Chris Taylor swapping out at short. Like that's, that's what I like actually. I remember when the trade was first acquired – And they said that, you know, maybe Max Muncy might play second and then it would be Rojas and Lux at short. But I've never really seen Max Muncy as a second baseman. I've never liked him as a second baseman. Third base, that's his spot, you know. He can, uh, Vargas can get in reps at second. You know, Muncy has a day off. You throw Vargas over to third. Chris Taylor at second base. Miguel Rojas at short. So I definitely think that he'll – I don't necessarily think that the Dodgers will be looking for another shortstop just because we do have some availability in the middle infield, but it's not the availability that we wanted. So I I, I think Miguel Rojas, like he – I don't – what I'm trying to say is I don't think he'll be like off the team anytime soon when it comes to playing time, like he's going to get all the playing time that he needs now or that he wants, I should say, because they literally need him to now. So that's, that's that right there.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Dodgers even extended Miguel Rojas for a couple of seasons. So he's not going anywhere. I I don't, I don't want him to be the guy for a full season. I, I really don't. And, uh, Chris Taylor, even, I I, again, I'm not a huge fan of Chris Taylor at shortstop. And so that does kind of scare me to an extent. Max Muncy, you you touched on Max Muncy. He's not going to play shortstop, but I've always seen Max as the first baseman versus the second or third baseman. But obviously, Freddie's at first base. But Max Muncy, I guess he'll be fine at third base. And uh, Miguel Rojas will start opening day at at shortstop, presumably. And uh, Chris Taylor will fill in some spots. I heard Luke Williams' name thrown in there. I I like Luke Williams. Does he make the roster? I don't know. Does he make an appearance in the big leagues this year? Probably, maybe. Depending on injuries and all that stuff. But uh, Miguel Rojas, that's short. It's unfortunate, but we got to roll with him. And, uh, again, we'll see what the Dodgers do. I think... They, if they want to really be serious about competing for a title, they're gonna to have to make a trade at the deadline, unless it just goes all like unbelievably well, which I don't think it will. They're gonna to have to make a trade, and not too uh, many
1: shortstops on the market, though.
0: And I want to go back, remember 2018 Corey Seeger. Course he was out for the entirety of the season, was he not? I'm I'm pretty sure he was out for the entirety or not, if not most of it. Who was a short slot in 2018? 2018. Do you recall? Because of course we traded for Machado at short, yeah. Uh, at but who was in place before Machado? Was it? It wasn't Chris Taylor.
1: No, it was um.
0: Colberson, there's Charlie. Culberson. Charlie
1: Colberson. We had
0: no. I think he was gone by that time. He was gone.
1: David Freeze was still on the team, wasn't he?
0: But he wasn't a shortstop.
1: No, but I think he was at first, and then. Hey, you know I. I, I really do don't like that him. I'm John
0: Blanks here. I like, who was the Dodger shortstop? Was, was it Kike? it Might have been Kike.
1: No, I think it was Kike. Yeah, Kike would take turns with Seager. Or Seager and Machado. It might have been Kike. Kike played a lot of middle infield for us. So, it, you know, chances are it probably was him.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Interesting stuff. But, uh yeah, it's kind of – I feel like it's kind of similar to that situation where the Dodgers, you know, they lost their big shortstop. Obviously, you know, Gavin Luck isn't Corey Seager at the time, but – he was a big piece going into this season, and, and so they lost him. And so, we'll see if the Dodgers add a shortstop at the deadline. Tim Anderson's name is out there, of course. Yeah, Willie Adams out there. I might be missing a player, but I prefer Tim Anderson over Willie Adams, a hundred um, percent. Boba Bobashe, I don't think he's on the market, but um,
1: no, but he we'll signed see. his. Bobashe signed all his arbitration years away. Three-year deal. We'll see. So uh, that's a long
0: way away in the summer, July. We'll see where we are at by that point. But uh, Dodgers will go go with Miguel Rojas to be in our
1: shortstop. Yeah. And that's not not something I'm scared of, really. Because when we made that trade, I thought that's how it was going to be played out. Rojas at short, Lux at second. But then it it does make sense with Lux trying to be the full-time shortstop. Because you know Rojas, what like two years left, three years left maybe, and then Lux still has arbitration in his thirties, so it 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 made sense to put Lux at shortstop. Yeah, moving
0: on. Walker Buehler, as we touched on a little bit earlier, has begun throwing post Tommy John surgery, and he's really talked about aiming for returning this season now. We saw that with Dustin May last year. Dustin May was hurt in the beginning of 2021 and he didn't return until about it was about mid-August I believe of 2022. So that's about, what is that? Maybe 15 months? Season and a half. So Walker Buehler didn't get his surgery done until I believe it was August or early September. It was around that time. And I think it was August, late August. So 15 months would would be after the regular season. So and, and you do want to rush Walker back from you know surgery, Tommy John. That's his second Tommy John, by the way. And uh, I don't know. Do you do you think Walker Bueller ever returns in twenty twenty
1: three? Uh I don't know. That's two Tommy John's. I, I gave him a timeline. Yeah, 15 months, so he's – I don't see him being ready for this season.
0: Then again, I'm not sure if the second Tommy John is easier or harder. It could be easier. You know, maybe it's quicker. I don't know.
1: I think it could – I mean, it depends too because you think it would be – like that muscle would be stronger since it's already torn and regrown. But it could be weaker well since it's already torn. Maybe it didn't, like, heal right when it tore the second time. But I don't – I don't expect to see Bueller pitching for us in this season at all. Yeah. It's good. I think it's good that he's throwing again. I think it's something that Dodger fans have been waiting to see from him. But it's – you know, it it doesn't excite me. I don't – I don't think he'll be ready for this season.
0: Yeah, odds are he will not be ready for a return at all this season. Yeah. No. And if he is, I, he might be a bullpen piece, to be honest with you. Like, in the playoffs, if he – you know,
1: I don't see him That's what I was thinking. No, I don't – Tommy John in the modern day, it's, it's so hard to come back to and, and be at your full health. Like, Verlander just did it, and that's crazy. But two Tommy Johns and, you know, Walker Buehler isn't as good as Justin Verlander. That's pretty obvious. So, I just – you know, my, my my Dodger expectations for Walker Bueller are they're not scaring me, but you know, I, I'm in I'm in worries of what he's gonna be able to bring back to the team. If he's gonna be able to come back the same way he was in the championship series versus the Braves. Like we the Dodgers need that Bueller, and if we don't have that Bueller coming back, then it's it's gonna be a bumpy road.
0: Yeah, so the best thing to do is just Probably take the year off for Walker buehler and be ready to go opening day 2024,
1: spring training 2024. So, yes, that'd be good. Care- go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, you know, take care of his health, make sure he's good. You know, he could potentially be the opening day starter for 24. I mean, the interrupt you like that. My bad.
0: Potentially. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what the audit rotation looks like in 2024. Um, but yeah, best recovery wishes to Walker Beeler, and so that's a good sign. I don't think we see him this year, but I won't be shocked if we do, because he is a bulldog, but I'm not going to place my bets on that. Um, another guy that's injured coming back from a torn ACL, Daniel Hudson. Should be ready to go again. Daniel Hudson is a potential candidate for the closer role. Uh, he won't be ready for opening day. Again, the Dodgers have a lot of injured pitchers coming back and on the shelves to begin the year. So the bullpen, the bullpen's always changing with every team. Guys are always coming in and out. And uh, Daniel Hudson will be a big piece. It'll be good to see him back on the mound when he does return for the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, Daniel Hudson is definitely one of the bigger factors in the Dodgers bullpen. He's uh when was it 21? He had those I believe it was September and August where he was like on fire with us, you know. He just absolutely like dominant lights out. And then not only is Hudson, like you said, qualified for the closer position, but he has postseason experience. He did record the final out in the 2019 World Series versus the Astros. So, you know, having a picture who has literally closed out a World Series game, you know, it can only make the bullpen so much better once he returns healthy. So um, I am excited for Daniel Hudson's return. I hope he comes back 100% healthy. Like, like I don't want, I don't want no games with Hudson. I don't want, like, him saying, hey, you know, maybe this is a little tight, but I want to go out there. Like, no, he needs to be completely ready to go because our starting lineup is good. And if our bullpen comes back even stronger than they already were, like we'll we'll have a really good defensive pitching like lineups. So I'm um, I'm pretty excited for that.
0: Yeah. The bullpen is should be good. There should be no shortage of arms down there. And we'll see how it shakes out on March 30th. Before we do head out of here, we will talk about Noah Syndergaard. You know, I've been excited for Noah Syndergaard and you know, putting on the Dodge Blue uniform, and uh, you know, he's exp- expressed that same sentiment. But in his first start, you know, he did he did he did it well. He I think I believe struck out the side, and yes. uh, he did it really well in his start. But the Velo was about average or below average, even for MLB standards this this time this time of this time around, you know, back in the 25 years ago, the average fastball was like 95, 94. The average fastball now is like 96, 97. And uh, so his was around 92, 93, right around that range. Are we a bit concerned over Noah Syndergaard's Lowell V-Low? He says it's nothing to be concerned about. Do you think he gets it back up to about 94, 95, or is he going to be a 92, 93-mile-per-hour guy?
1: I'm not concerned about the low-velo right now. You know, spring training is to make yourself more comfortable, is to make yourself get more in flow. So, no, the 92, 93-mile-per-hour fastballs from Syndergaard, I'm not concerned with them at all. I actually think that it's kind of smart for him to start out low and just to see how he feels. And then if he feels good, then, you know, why not throw in that extra oomph or that extra, like, you know, just more power. I liked Syndergaard on the Phillies. I liked him. I didn't like him on the Angels. I don't like the Angels. But I don't think that he doesn't seem too worried about it, so I'm not too worried about it. I trust in Syndergaard this season. So that's where I stand on that.
0: Okay. And I, I think Syndergaard is going to be fine. I, I think you know, Syndergaard is going to be just fine with the Dodgers. Again, they, they do so well with pitchers. And I don't think he's going to struggle really much at all. Whether he's at 92 or 94, I think he's going to be fine. And again, I, I think he has the, ter- the determination to to be good. And he just might get up to 94. But if he doesn't, I don't think it's too much of an issue as long as he locates the commands and the strike zone and the Dodgers do that well with the pitcher. So overall, we're, we're not too worried about New Orleans in the guard and this low velocity to begin the the year. But we'll keep tabs on it and update you guys as we go along and see what we notice. But other than that, anything, anything else you might want to add out or add on before we
1: get, get out of here? Just a little side topic for I guess that spring chaining game would have already been, would have already happened by the time you're watching this. But in the current right now, Mookie Bets did start at second base for the Dodgers. So that will be interesting to re watch and see how he performs there, see who else they throw in the outfield. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it. Go Dodgers.
0: We, yeah, we know that Mookie Betts could play second base pretty well. Like, he could probably want to go glove at second base if he worked at it and, and played a full season. He could probably want to go glove at second base. He plays really good defense. And, yeah, Perfect. Mookie Betts, I think you might see a little bit more starts at second base this year, depending on how it goes. He's played second base, you know, a little bit the past X number of years at second base, sprinkled in some starts there, but I think you might see a little bit more Mookie at second this year because the Dodgers just have so many outfielders at this point, really. We're talking about a a drought of outfielders, but now they have a lot of outfielders, and so we'll see. Mookie Betts can easily come in and play second base if needed, but so, yeah, he'll be just... Fine whether these in right field or second base, first in lineup, second lineup. Mookie Betts is an MVP player, and I expect him to win the MVP this
1: year. You see an MVP out of Mookie this year?
0: Yeah, that that's, that'd be mine. Okay.
1: Interesting. And now MVP Mookie Betts.
0: Yeah, and so we'll get into predictions for the leagues and the Dodgers very soon here over the next couple of weeks. But with that being said. We're going to sign off. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great day or night, wherever you are. And go Dodgers.
1: Stay safe, everybody. Go Dodgers.